Welcome to the 30 to Life podcast, where we break stereotypes, build legacies, and help others along the way. It's your boy, Mookie. And your favorite color in the world, brown. And it's your regular podcast, Got Cooley. Welcome to the 30 to Life podcast, redefining the Black experience. Thank you guys for joining another episode. This is episode 25, and we're talking about overcoming adversity and living with MS with Anita Monique. Today's episode is going to be amazing, guys. We have a great show for you. But before we start the episode, I have to check in with Brown and Cooley. What's going on, guys? Well, I had a, I have a little story. Um, so my wife and I decided to go get some matching tattoos. It was a spur-of-the-moment thing. I was trying to be spontaneous. Anyway, we head to the tattoo parlor, both Gemini, so we're both going to get some Gemini tattoos. So, uh... The real question was, who was going to go first? So in the back of my head, I'm hoping she wants to go. And I was so very elated when she said, I'll go first. Haven't got a tattoo in a while. Let's get this done. Boom. The tattoo artist is setting up and I see her getting her game face on her. I'm like, man, this is is like, uh, uh, I feel like she's like like Anderson Silva on on fight night. (laughs) So so she gets the whole tattoo done, doesn't flinch one inch. And I'm just like, like, I'm just sitting there like an amazement. So... When it's my turn, I had to be like, all right, I'm not going to flinch at all either. That didn't work out too well. And then she looked at me and she said, what happened? And I said, you, you women are just like completely different than, than us because uh, men are not very good at pain. Women, you, you just have like this, this superpower of where you're just excellent in pain. And um, I commend you all. You guys are just goddesses. Yeah, it's the power of the woman. Like when you think about it, a whole human out of them. And they go back to work like in two weeks. So, you know, I talk to all women. But speaking of humans uh, coming out of women, my daughter uh, is very interesting. Um, I be cooking for her, throwing down, right? I make a cereal, I make a toast, I make a peanut butter and jelly. And my daughter (laughs) has nerve to sometimes throw, well, no, all the time, throw food on the floor. But it was one time I was so hungry. I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, toasted it. It had uh, organic uh, jam, it had the organic peanut butter. She opens the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and throws it face down on the floor. Peanut butter on the floor, jelly on the floor. And I was so hungry. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, three second, five second rule. I can't give it to her, but I can eat it. And I'm like, I'm looking at her. She's looking at me and she's like, you better not eat that, you mother. And I ended up eating a sandwich. Don't judge me, guys, because I was hungry, but it tastes good. The extra crumbs gave it a little more flavor. But uh, shout out to my daughter. Uh, she throwing food on the floor at the time. But, you know, daddy, daddy believes in the three to five second rule. So I'm going to eat it every time. Now, I was going to say, um, uh, don't you feel like they do it on purpose? Like, I just feel like kids literally pick things up and put them on the ground just to watch us pick them up ourselves. And I believe that they're laughing at us in their head. You're not a real parent until you feel really disrespected by your child. And you look at them, give them that look like, if you wasn't my blood, I'll punch you in your face. No, and, and uh, I, was, I was speaking to a scientist and a doctor um, during a happy hour one time, and they were saying that kids, when they do that, they're actually learning about gravity. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the, the 
that's what that's what you're telling yourself to make yourself feel better. I gotta <laughs> remind myself so I don't get angry. She's learning the theory of gravity. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Uh, we have a very special guest for you today, guys. And before we bring her on, I just want to give a little background in terms of who she is. So, Anita Monique. Uh, she has a YouTube channel that really uh, talks about her being a health coach, uh, inspiring herbalist, thinker, um, good energy lover. And she has a, actually a tremendous story about her transformation uh, from actually being diagnosed with MS and the adversity she faced going through that and how she emerged uh, into the woman that she is today. And it's going to be heavy with this topic, but I think it's very important that we educate our listeners. And also, if you're going through something at this time, I want to actually give you uh, great tips to actually uh, work through this journey. And uh, she's going to talk about growth. She's going to talk about um, self-healing. She's going to talk about uh, really the strength that uh, Black women have. And really, her goal is to uplift and inspire others. So with that, hey, Anita, Monique, how are you doing? I am well. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I guess before, you know, we get deeper in terms of everything, can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about yourself and, and your brand? Yes. So I am the creator of I Am Anita Monique. Um, it is a brand basically inspiring people to who's going through adversity to take their power back. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's something that's physical, like a physical ailment of what I'm going through, or if it's something that's more mental, like, but it's very important to stand up and to know who you are and know who you are, right? And know that you're here for a reason. So I br- built my brand on that. I built my brand on becoming a health coach, right? So taking the things that were available to me and making the best out of my situation. Um, and then herbalists kind of just fell into it. Like, it's just like, okay, these are things that are given to us so that we can make our situation better, whatever it is. So um, I built my brand on that and it definitely made me grow. So Nita, um, how did you start this wonderful journey that you're on? Okay, so the journey, I'll have to take everyone back a little bit. So the journey that I'm on is the diagnosis of multiple sclerosis for me was in 2016. The first time I've ever heard the words multiple sclerosis was July of that year, July of 2016. Um, So the first symptoms that I had, which was a little bit before July, I had like a tingling feeling in my uh, right side of my leg and what caused me to seek immediate medical attention, right, was there was, I was watching television. Uh, it was a freshman to Bel Air, to be exact. And Will's face was fuzzy, right? And I watched that episode a million times. And I know his face was not supposed to be fuzzy. So um, I worked in the ophthalmology practice at the time. So that was a Saturday that that happened. So on Monday, I marched right to the office really good surgeon, like an amazing surgeon. I was like, can you please check my eye? Because my vision went out and I know that's not a normal thing to happen. Like it was like really fuzzy, like horrible. And I had my, you know, contacts when I was watching it and it wasn't supposed to be blurry. Um, So that was an isolated event that I thought 
was caused by overwearing my contact lenses. So when I went into his office, I kind of confessed that, like, look, I thought that would be the worst news. Like, Anita, you cannot wear contact lenses anymore. But little did I know that upon leaving that office or at the end of that day, because he ran a lot of tests on me. uh, So he made me go get imaging done. That's when I got diagnosed then. And I heard the doctor say for the first time, you have multiple sclerosis. And I knew that I didn't want to take like the regular route of medication. And I wanted to do things more holistic. And that's what started this journey. So you mentioned that you didn't want to take medications and that's, that's Mm -hmm. honestly super brave. Um, I don't Mm -hmm. know if anybody would have done anything like that. I know I would have, (laughs) I would have (laughs) done both, you know, but to do, Mm -hmm. just to say I'm completely negating that's uh, an insane amount of bravery. So I commend you on that. But how did you know where to start? Like for the listeners, like I'm sure there are some people that are going through something similar out there that's listening. And if you were to, you know, have this conversation with them, Mm-hmm. Where did you, where would you recommend they start? Okay. So in 2016, when I was first diagnosed, that was a year that my uncle was like dying. We were losing him to something as simple as diabetes. So I literally watched him go from like one pill to four pills to 10 pills. And he went to every doctor's appointment on time. He did everything the doctor told him to do, but they still couldn't give him his health back. So around that same time, I'm being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I'm just like, okay, I'm not doing that. I don't want to take that route because something inside me said, medicine can't heal you. Like it can't reverse what's going on. And it was my opinion that it was just something to sustain the disease. And ever since diagnosed with it, the multiple sclerosis is something I don't want to keep. Like, I'm not okay with keeping it. Um, And I feel like uh, modern medicine, they want you to keep a disease, right? So they can manage it. I want the disease to go away. So uh, that is, that was the first thing. And I feel like literally that was like a gift from God. I just, and knew it. Like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, I don't want to take medicine for my for my entire life and literally seeing the people diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, it wasn't at it as if they would take the medicine and they'll be fine. They were still very sick. So I was like, why would I take this medicine and still go down the road of being sick? Then I'm going to be broke and sick. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so um, I just decided to start doing some research my own. And I came across people that reverse multiple sclerosis. And this is something that is so hidden because no neurologist ever told me that. But um, I found some very interesting things, like found people that reverse multiple sclerosis. And when I looked it up, I was like, that is going to be me and that is what I'm going to do. And I just kind of stayed with that, like stayed with that whole mindset. And I've never... I've been on any multiple sclerosis drugs. So, so being a nurse, I've I've definitely seen people with multiple sclerosis. But mm-hmm. you know, can you just go into what multiple sclerosis is and and mm-hmm. why it's why this is can be so detrimental to, to mm-hmm. the people who suffer from it? Yeah. 
multiple sclerosis is huge, right? It's a neurodegenerative disease, right? And it's chronic. So it's basically something that once you get it, doctors tell you that you have it forever. Um, They also categorize it as an autoimmune disease. And we can come back to that a little bit later, Um, but they categorize it as an autoimmune. So in this autoimmune disease, your your nerves are basically being attacked. So the myelin that protects your nerves and kind of directs you with what to do all the time. Like we have seven trillion cells in our body from everything, from walking to talking, standing up straight, like everything is controlled by nerve. So it is extremely detrimental if somebody is diagnosed with multiple sclerosis because it can affect them in so many ways. Doctors can't predict what's going to happen to you next, um, which is the reason why they don't want to take medicine. Because if you don't know what's going to happen next, how can you give me a medication? What exactly is your medicine doing? Interesting, interesting. So I'd like to take it back to the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. When you first found out that, you know, you were, you definitely had the diagnosis, what mm-hmm. were you feeling? Were you angry inside? Were you, were you, were you angry at yourself? Who, if you were angry at God, like, what were you feeling during, the, during that moment? Honestly, I think I was in denial. When, he, when I was first told that, I was like, no, you have to be mistaken. I'm an African-American woman. You have go back and look at those results and come back and tell me something different, please. But that is something that doctors didn't do. Like, you know, so then I did have to sit and like sit with that diagnosis. And there was a period that I was angry at God because I didn't understand, like, why is this my story? You know, you read um, everything on the Internet and you see um, who it affects, but I'm like, God, why did I have to be one of these people? You know, so I did have a period where I was upset with him, but then I also had a period like, you have to take control of your life, Anita. Um, so I immediately kind of went into that, like immediately went into researching people that has reversed multiple sclerosis um, and kind of sought it that way. But yes, I was angry. I was upset. Um, I was planning my life, right? I, felt like I was in a relationship that would uh, turn into marriage and I wanted to have children. But when you're diagnosed with something that's multiple sclerosis, that kind of halts everything, right? Because it's major. So it even makes you like second guess, like, well, do I want to be a mom? Like, is that something that I want to be? So it was very detrimental. But when I realized that I can't take it away or nothing that I can do can change it, I learned how to live with it and make the best of it. Uh, you know, that's commendable. And thank you for sharing that with us. So tell us a little bit about what are like some of the symptoms of MS. Um, uh, elaborate on, on that and the uh, understanding that most people have about it. Okay. So personally for me, like my experience with multiple sclerosis, how it affects me, it affects like my ability to be mobile. So I'm my spine is inflamed. So literally I experienced the flare and I can even rewind a little bit. So in 2016, when I was diagnosed, I immediately wanted to do something to help my body. Right. So I researched all the good things and then I changed it. Like I started eating kale, everything that my body needed to be nourished. Um, And I felt like I healed myself. 
Um, I, however, did not heal myself. And then in 2019, I experienced my first multiple sclerosis flare. So this flare was major because it numbed my entire body. So from the soles of my feet all the way up to my neck. So I literally had to relearn how to walk. So when people say 2020 is a rough year, I am with them 100% because it controls the nerves. Now, I don't know what triggered that. Um, it could have been sugar is my guess. Um, but that is my major symptom. Like in front, my whole body was numb. And I'm very grateful that that's not the case anymore. But now my hands are still a little numb. And my uh, spine, I, it's, my balance isn't what it used to be. So I work hard at that every day. So because we have 7 trillion cells, like literally that can affect like anything. And someone with multiple sclerosis cannot be able to talk. I literally am um, a member of the Multiple Sclerosis Society. And I have meetings with people who can't talk, like literally takes them a long time to get their, their words out. I, there are people that are in this meeting group that literally can't like, they can't talk or they can't walk. So it can be very detrimental and everybody is different. It hits everybody differently. Um, I'm grateful as weird as it sounds, I'm grateful for, because I'm really blessed, right? To be, if, unfortunately I had the flair, but I still had the power to be like, okay, I'm going to be able to reverse whatever happened to me. Because some people don't have that. And some people take the medicinal route and they end up in a pretty, you know, bad situation because they cannot fix what happened. Like the human body can heal itself but it cannot fit what um, has happened already. Interesting. I heard that you mentioned that you changed your diet as well throughout what mm-hmm. you were saying. Can you walk us through the, like what you eat on the deli? Are you a vegan by any chance? Or do you even eat um, meat at all? There was a period of time I gave vegan life a chance, um, but I'm not a vegan. I actually <laughs> follow, <laughs> I actually follow, um, Dr. Terry Walls, her protocol really, really heavy. Um, and Dr. Walls is a doctor that had multiple sclerosis. Well, once you have it, you always have it, right? Um, so, but she was in a wheelchair, was not mobile at all. And she literally used food as medicine. And she was able to reverse the um, effects of multiple sclerosis and get herself out of the wheelchair. Um, so I follow her book. It's basically like a paleo. Uh, book and what paleo is it's mostly eating fruits and vegetables and like meat uh nuts and seeds so no grains like uh try to shy away from like any grains uh she uh, makes sure that we are gluten-free she uh recommends that we are dairy-free and that's what my diet is to this day I did give gluten a try, not gluten, I'm sorry. I did give being a vegan a try for like months. And I was like, okay, I hear all the good things about being a vegan, right? And if this happens for my body, I'll stick with it. That was not my story. So it's not to say that, (laughs) you know, (laughs) vegan life isn't good, but that it wasn't 
it, you know, it wasn't, my story wasn't from me. I do incorporate like nine cups of fruits and veggies every day. So I do eat a lot of it. It's not a lot of meat, but I wouldn't be able to say I'm a vegan. I look forward to my steak or my shrimp. <laughs> so you mentioned grains, which I found very shocking. So uh-huh. can you go over, go over like why? Well, it's from with grains. And can you uh-huh. speak a little bit on um, uh, uh, gluten? We hear that a lot now. We see it. I know a lot of people don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> can you just touch so, on those two topics? Yeah. So basically what gluten is, what I tell everyone, because you're right, like people aren't sure what gluten is. It's basically like the glue that keeps everything together when you're eating like any type of pastry or a waffle or pancake, anything like that, right? And I grew up not thinking that anything was wrong with it. Like, I didn't think that anything was wrong, like a waffle or pancake. This is easy. I just want to use as much syrup. But it's literally like the the glue of it, What what makes you not, you know, it, and it helped for me. When I went gluten-free, I did feel better. Um, so that's not everybody's case. I know that's major in like the world of celiac, people who are diagnosed with celiac disease. So even being gluten-free, I went in like just kind of second guessing. I was like, is this going to work for me? Is this for me? I don't have celiac disease. Um, but yeah, I tried that. And then some grains, just depending on what they are. Um, Our main objective as people with multiple sclerosis, right, we want to get uh, all the nutrients because something is going on in our body. And I can never negate the fact, right, that something is happening in our body. So the reason we take out gluten and honestly, some grains, I don't want to say she mandates that, but I don't do it because I want the nutrients that I eat from the fruits and vegetables to go to my body as much as needed. Um, so I feel like that's the reason why it's kind of eliminated from her diet. For sure, gluten. Grains, it's like questionable. And when things are questionable, I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not wasting all the energy and figuring out. I just won't do that, you know? So think back to your diet before, right? Mm-hmm. Did you notice, what was it? And did you notice a difference uh, in terms of how you felt now, being that you cut a lot of those processed foods out? Um, besides besides the, like, the, the, the MS symptoms clearing up, like mm-hmm. how do you feel mentally? Like what is different now? Because I know that's not the only thing. Right. Um, I would say my diet before, especially like right before being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, there was a lot of like happy hour. So there were a lot of alcohol, if I'm going to be honest. Um, and that makes you feel kind of sluggish. Like, I don't know why at that age, I felt like being intoxicated was a cool thing, but it makes you feel like kind of weird, not in control. Um, and that is one thing that was heavy. And then I ate a lot of like processed food, right? So whatever was quicker for me to cook when I went to, uh, grocery shopping like if I went to Walmart I went somewhere out it was already cooked I'm pretty sure it was frozen but the issue I have with processed food is that our bodies are not refrigerators like we can't just store things in our body and expect it to be okay that's 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 not how it works 
Like if we get something off the shelf, and I, I tell a lot of my clients this, if you're if you're shopping at a grocery store on the shelf, that means it's okay to sit on the shelf. Therefore, when you eat it, you're saying it's okay to sit in your body. And for me, I had to relearn that, like relearn that you have to eat a little more natural. And now when I, I only shop at farmer's markets, but when I was new to it, I had to shop at the perimeter of the grocery store. So that's a good tip to anybody that's, that's you know, new to the lifestyle. If you look at your grocery store, right, only the perimeter has fresh food. That's like 10% of the grocery store. Everything else is processed. Like every aisle has processed stuff. Whether it's bread, soup, you name it, the aisles are all processed. So as I'm hearing you speak, the first thing I'm thinking of is expenses. So is this an expensive way to live? Because this is a lifestyle change, right? This is, mm-hmm. this is not something that you can do for a year or two and then expect things to, to go away forever. This is, this is your life now. It's an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. So I know that there are people out there who want to change their diets. And, and, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they have this, this, this mentality that it's going to be expensive. So mm-hmm. can, you, can you justify that? It doesn't necessarily have to be expensive, but it is going to be a little bit more than what they're used to paying. Mm. And my the reasoning for that, like, I feel like the FDA is going to get their coin regardless, right? So they're saying, if you eat this healthy food, you are going to be well and you're not going to need us. So therefore, we're going to make it higher. But you can have this quarter pounder for $1 because we'll see you later at your doctor's appointment. So it's all about a choice, um, honestly, like a choice that you had to make. And I told myself, Anita, you're, you're important enough. Like, you need to do this. Like, there was no question about changing my diet. Like, when I heard the words multiple sclerosis because it's detrimental, I was like, when I got home, I was like, everything got to go. Like, I literally felt bad about eating anything processed like once I learned the stuff so not immediately that day but once I learned about it it's nothing you unlearn but for me it was nothing that I can learn about and say okay you can do this you can do this on the weekend like no it had to change immediate for me and it is an expense it does cost a little bit more um to eat fresh and exactly for those reasons the FDA is going to get their money the Food and Drug Administration. Pay them now or later. Yes, with that being said, can you um, explain a little bit more about organic versus inorganic food? Oh, and I have the biggest problem with that, right? Because I feel like if you know the food is bad, right, why are you selling it? Like, I have no idea why conventional um, food is still, if you know it's not good, so the reason I eat organic, and this is something that uh, Dr. Terry Wall's protocol recommends too, is less pesticides in them. So I'm trying to clean my body out, get rid of any inflammation. So the reason I eat organic is to not have to fight against those pesticides. Like I want one less thing to have to worry about, you know? Um, but that that gets under my skin. And that's another like issue that I have with, our food system, right? If you know that conventional food isn't good, why the heck are we selling it? Like, it's just like, 
you can get this apple for one dollar, you get these apples for five dollars. If you know the one dollar apples aren't good, don't sell them. That bothers me. <laughs> so you mentioned herbs in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I did I do have a book about herbs and I, I learned about the mm-hmm. major and minor herbs and all that stuff. And then I got frustrated because you can't find any of these herbs anywhere. Mm-hmm. Where do you find your herbs from? Like if people want to start, you know, going natural and, and getting that, getting nature's uh, uh, nutrients inside of us, but we can't find or we can't get access to these herbs. So you know, what do you suggest or are there any places for us to go? Right, right. So I would like to say that you definitely can go on Amazon, right? But you you don't want to do this without having an herbalist, like someone that knows your body. Because honestly, without being trained, you can't just go, because herbs can be bad for you too. If you're taking the wrong thing, it can be bad. Um, I study herbalism under iwillremedy.com and she's amazing, like breaks down every herb. And it makes me get emotional a lot of times because I'm literally reading what these herbs do. And I had doctors look me in the face and tell me that wasn't possible. So to now look at herbs and, and read the things that are possible, it's just like amazing, super amazing. So that's what made me want to become an herbalist, right? Because I want to help people. I want to give people their life back. And it's not, I don't feel that doctors um, are bad people. I honestly don't feel that way, but I feel like it's a system. Like once people get sick, I am no longer a person. Like once I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I am the woman with multiple sclerosis. I became a money back to them. Uh, did they want me to get better? Mm, maybe, maybe not, but they definitely wanted me to pay for the medicine or pay the co-pays or whatever the case could be. And that like, you know, it's, it definitely bothers me. I don't, I did not like that at all. So that's what made me want to become an herbalist, right? I want a solution to the problems and herbs gives you the solution to the problem. It's not like an instant, like if you want, you know, uh, if you have a headache, you just pop a pill and you don't have that headache anymore. It's definitely not uh, like that, but they help. And it's just, so amazing to do that. So herbs are life. It's the way to go. I love them. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, so you, you, you talked about a lot of things. You, you took us through your journey. You took us through uh, really uh, how you overcame and, and drastic <laughs> mindset shift uh, from mm-hmm. prior to being diagnosed to being diagnosed to where you are today. Um, what was one of the biggest things that you learned about yourself? Um, I would say the biggest thing I learned was definitely like strength, right? Because it was, that's a hard disease to accept. It's a hard, it's something that I hid, right? I was diagnosed in 2016. I didn't even go public with it until this year. And until 2020 is when I made my channel, I made the brand. Um, so it's, it's one of the things that I try to run away from and I try to run far away from it. Um, but definitely like now, like I would say that strength is something that definitely I grew, uh, to become a better person. It makes you look at things differently. It makes you look at life differently. Things that used to matter to me, it doesn't matter no more. Like, I don't care about the little stuff. Like who cares? Like 
big things matter. And that's what we focus. That's what I'm focusing on. Let's, let's, let's transition into to some nitty gritty stuff. Let's talk about okay. dating. Let's talk about dating. Okay. And dating okay. with MS. Do you bring this conversation up or when do you bring the conversation up? Is it beginning? Is it, is it a couple of days in? Like, how, how, do, how do you approach this? So I would admit that I probably didn't start dating for a while because I felt like my last relationship, right? That was, that was some level of stress which triggered when multiple sclerosis was. So I was kind of scared. Um, and now I can honestly say I don't date anybody seriously. But if I was to date anybody and it was more than just like, hey, a date and we're going out for drinks or something, if it was to get serious, like in the third date or something like that, yes, of course, I will disclose them. Um, now it's easy to find. They can just, you know, if they're looking at anything or looking at Anita Monique and people, I know they look at the Facebook pages. They look at the Instagram pages. You know, they want to see pictures. They want to see pictures. That's what they want to see, right? In person or pictures. So, um, yeah, it's something that you would tell someone that you're interested in for sure. Um, not initial dates, like, because they may not matter. <laughs> you may be disclosing personal information for no reason. Um, but definitely someone you're interested in. You want to give them a chance. Well, it's not a chance, but you want to be straightforward and honest with them. Let's 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 go into some some more actionable advice for the listeners. I feel like they, you know, you might okay. have that one or two people or a hundreds people, a thousand people over. Mm-hmm. Thousands and millions right. of people, you know, Spotify, <laughs> somebody pick us up. But um mm-hmm. you might have some people that want to start but don't know where to start. Um mm-hmm. right. You have to get your brain mm-hmm. right before you can start any physical. So like Very true. what's what are some things that people can do to just start their journey into a healthy, healthier lifestyle? Right. I feel like the number one thing that everybody should do, right? Everyone should build their immune system up. If 2020 has not taught us that, we need a very strong immune system because there's so many things that's going on, right? So a quick way to do that, um, you know, I love my herbs. So a quick way to build your immune system is elderberry. I'm not sure if all of you ever heard of elderberry, but I recommend that, like highly recommend like elderberry and vitamin D. And that's funny, right? Because we always hear vitamin C, vitamin C, but vitamin D is something that builds our immune system. It comes from the sun. Um, And these months, these upcoming months is so important because it gets cold. And when it gets cold, we don't like staying outside. We run back and so we don't spend much time with the sun. And then on top of that, we are eating a tremendous amount of sugar, probably the most sugar we ate all year because we're preparing for like Thanksgiving. We're preparing for uh, Christmas holiday. Uh, then we turn around, we have Valentine's Day. Like, it's so much. And you can't forget, we're going to start it off with, like, Halloween. Um, so building your immune system is super, super important. And sugar does a reverse of that. So you just want to be mindful of the sugar intake because sugar attacks your body. And it's like cocaine. So people feel like they're doing something wrong, but you're addicted to it. Like, you would be addicted to a strong drug. Um, so I would just say that's an easy way. People 
to please find a good source of elderberry, like, because you don't want to just take anything. Uh, vitamin D is very important. Increase your water and decrease your sugar intake, especially processed sugar. Decrease that. So there's 2.3 million uh, people across the world that have MS, uh, over 1 million mm-hmm. that have MS in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the cost uh, annually for MS is uh, 30,000 plus uh, per year. Um, so, you know, you decided that, you know, you want to go the herbal route and the natural holistic route. Um, but one of the things that st- stuck out, struck out to me, stuck out to me was that um, your power, uh, you did not let your disease own you or become you. Um, how do, how would you give a, what advice could you give to someone to get their mindset right? Because it all starts first in the mind and then the body follows. So what, is, what are some practical ways that people can get their mindset right? Absolutely. I agree with everything you said. Um, I wasn't always as strong. Like I'm, I always wanted to be perfect, right? So the idea of multiple sclerosis didn't fit perfection to me, right? So I ran from it. But it took It took some time for me to be like, Anita, this is what it is. Like, you have to face whatever. You can't run from it because you can't hide from it. You have to face it and you have to take your power back. So you really have to be confident in who you are, right? And confident in what it is that, like, you bring to this world because the world needs you. So I feel like confidence is the number one thing that, people literally they have to have right and it's not easy I don't want to make it seem like it's an easy thing like it took me four years to tell the world I had multiple sclerosis so I get it if people are not there yet you know but I just want to kind of motivate them to say you have to believe in you like you're human you have a human body it's powerful beyond anything you ever were taught so it's time for you to take your power back so that's what I will motivate them to do. You know, that's that's amazing. And um, it's so important, right, that you own uh, anything that's in front of you and really overcome that adversity and, and really takes by taking the first step, which is believing that, you know, it's it's possible that change can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, some of the things that, that you kind of talked about uh, throughout this episode uh, was really being an advocate and not relying on your, just your doctors, uh, changing your diet, uh, learn about your disorder, your disease, uh, research alternatives, uh, be persistent, dedicated, uh, and you're not your disease. And one of the most important Mm -hmm. things is to change your mindset, change your life. uh, And this has been phenomenal. Any, any additional like parting words that you have that, you know, people can take action today Yeah, I want to remind everyone that the body is made to heal, right? Your body wants to fight. Well, it's fighting for you every day because it wants to be like in its whole being and not have to fight diseases. We eat junk, honestly. Like it's like normal for us to eat junk. So we have that power to control what we eat and we can change that and you can get your power back. I know it's something that I repeatedly say, but it's so, so important. I just want every viewer to hear that, like literally take your 
power back. That's the ultimate message that I want them to get. Like, take it back. It's yours. Research what it is that you need. Um, I'll definitely, I'm always here if you, you have any questions about it. But multiple sclerosis is the scariest disease ever, right? When I tell people their face, like, kind of like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry for you. You know, and I'm just thinking, I'm okay. I'm okay. And that's what I want everybody else to know. Regardless of what you're going through, you're okay. So just figure out a way that you can overcome it and let's do this. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Mm -hmm. And uh, your story was definitely uh, inspirational. It was, uh, we just thank you so much for sharing and, and really uh, taking us through, you know, before, during, and where you are today, which is I am Anita Monique. So, um, I guess can you share with our listeners where they can find you uh, on uh, social media, your website? Uh, yeah, let our listeners know where they can find you. Yeah, I'm just getting new and learning all the social media platforms, but I am here and I'm on it on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I am at I am Anita Monique. Um, so my name is spelled A-N-I-T-A. Monique is M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. I also have my own YouTube channel, the same exact name. I am Anita Monique. Um, and then you could always email me, right? If you have any questions, please, I'm always here to help. Like I want to lift people up and not keep them down. Um, so my email is info at IamAnitaMonique.com. It was such a pleasure. Like, I just enjoyed this conversation so much. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we just thank you for coming on. We definitely want you to come for another episode. Uh, this has really been uh, definitely motivating and, and, and it really inspired us all uh, that you know, we can conquer anything. Uh, and and sometimes, it's, sometimes we conquer the mountain to show others that you can do it as well. And I think you've been the change agent, the example for people to know that they're not alone and they can do it as well. Uh, so, you know, that's tremendous and, and definitely admirable. So thank you for just sharing your story and just really, um, you know, being the forefront of, of MS because uh, it is a known disease. And uh, I think, especially in the African-American community, we need to make sure that we're advocates and make sure that we are knowledgeable in those rooms when we're with those doctors. So your stories definitely will be helpful to uh, our listeners and, and people around the world. All right then. So uh, yeah, so thank you guys for listening to another episode of the 30 to Life podcast. Uh, this episode, we really had practical advice. Uh, really just um, get down to your inner self um, and believe that anything is possible if you put your mind to it and take action and really be advocates for yourself. Um, and and don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to research. Don't be afraid to um, just ask for help um, because we all need help. We all go through these journeys and Anita Monique is willing to help. So uh, thank you, Anita. Um, And this is another amazing episode of 30s Life Podcast, Redefining the Black Experience. It's your boy, Mookie. And your favorite color in the world, And it's your regular podcast, Got Cooley. Yes, and don't forget, guys, I forgot the most important thing. Don't forget to subscribe uh, 
make sure that you uh, share with a friend. Don't be stingy. Uh, give to the needy. And people need to hear the 33 Life podcast. So uh, hit that share button. Uh, hit that subscribe button. And post it in your stories. 30 to Life podcast. We out. <laughs>